So Robin, how's the book going? Lucy, you know, I finished it. Yay! Well, <laughs> well, I finished a draft. Now I just have to do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now the real work is about to begin. <laughs> this is right for me, right for you. And we're definitely going to write a book this year. Except Robin already did. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a bit of year left too, and I I'm really excited. Yeah. So, Robin, you've just finished a book. What are you gonna do now? I'm gonna write another one. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, I I am very susceptible to post project partum depression, mm-hmm. where if I don't immediately do something else, I just do nothing and get really, really, really sad and existential. And I've got to tell you, I'm already there. Like I'm already just twirling down the drain <laughs> so i'm going to pull myself back up I, i'm also uh i don't know sometimes when i finish a draft of something i don't know if this is the same for you like i just cannot look at it immediately like when i try to reread it my brain is just like that's garbage put that away you just can't process it um and i did feel like that for this book a little bit but i'm starting to already be able to think about um changes i want to make without wanting to cry which is not usually how it goes for me. So I am taking that as a sign that I can probably start um, editing and revising earlier than I was expecting. So I'm also going to do that. Like I'm going to kind of launch into some revisions much more quickly than I originally thought I was going to. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. And then I'm going to plan a a novel for NaNo, um, partially so that we are both writing at the same time in November, because I think that will really help. (laughs) And by the time this co- this episode comes out, this should be November. Oh, yes. So hopefully we've done that. I'm, and it's hopefully going I'm great. currently writing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I hope I am. Um, yeah. I, like I have other things to work on too, technically, but it's weird to get into that place where you're like, well, my big thing, like this year I finished two big things. Two things are out, are like kind of slightly out of my hands and in order to not just completely fly into the void. This year is a big void year anyway (laughs) for everybody. And those things were kind of keeping me a little more grounded and, or or maybe not even grounded, maybe just like I could at least go through a wormhole into those places and like focus on that. So without that, I am existentially horrified and losing it. And so I'm going to just keep busy because I don't really know any better way to live. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a more active and interesting way, <laughs> like your book is going. Tell me about it that. Is. It is. Well, there. I had a bit of an epiphany. So that's that's <gasps> good. I was writing. I love those writing this, epiphanies. Um, yeah. No, so good. Right. The best moments. Because um, with this manuscript, I've been really struggling with like plot (laughs) like i have characters and like kind of an emotional tension but i was kind of like needing a thing for them to actually be doing um and so in kind of like planning sort of like the history of you know it's it's set in a school club so kind of planning the history 
of the the school and the club, I like stumbled upon something I really liked and that I thought could be really good in the actual plot. So I kind of yeah, like, so yeah, I grabbed it and moved it forward so that they could actually be like going through that um that struggle and that like that process. So um that has made it a lot easier because now I have something for the characters to do, and I'm about like me. I think I'm almost a third of the way through um what I kind of see the length of the manuscript being. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's great. Not, that's not too bad. And um, my intention, um, we'll see if this has changed by the time this episode goes up, but my intention is to keep doing this one for my nano novel because I, oh, I, yeah. I do need about 50,000 words. So it should just be perfect. Um, even if I am not able to actually like complete it in the month of November, it should at least like... You know, that that should be a, a suitable thing. And I don't need to yeah. try and do another book in addition. No, no. But that push, like the push of like, can I do 50,000 words in a month mm-hmm. is, while very, very difficult, also what a boon to your project to just have something there, you know, like just to have that much of your book there and to be allowed to focus on it, that your brain is like, oh, no, it's time. I literally have decided that this is what i'm doing now and so like there aren't i don't know maybe do you think it's going to be like easier to stay focused on it if you don't have the like well i could be doing 50 other things i need to do if you're like no 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 i'm actually doing this specifically this is the new procrastination i actually can't do the dishes because i need to get my my um 1700 words in oh <laughs> uh, maybe i mean i'm <laughs> oh, <no>. trying to <laughs> I'm trying to build up to that a little, um, like trying to get in a good habit before Nano starts. So I can yeah. maybe I'm like, you know, adding more writing time within a day, but it, it's not, I'm not quite carving it out of scratch. But, you know, with this current remote learning thing I'm doing and, you know, every term is sort of a different, um, different pattern to kind of like try and fit things into. It's so. true. So we'll see. Um but which well on that note i had this big epiphany but then i haven't been able to do as much writing as i would like because of oh. aforementioned term beginning but i'm kind of figuring it out i'm sort of like trying to set aside a little time every day like after lunch but before my like second class where um i can kind of just get a little writing done and my mantra i think i tweeted about this but my mantra has been any writing is better than no writing oh so, yeah cuz like it's so easy for me to be like well i don't have time to get my whole like thousand words in or whatever today and or like right now so i should wait and try and do it before bed or something and then you know everything just gets pushed later and later and then i'm tired and then i go to sleep instead because it's really important for me to get enough sleep which so... is very very important no writing at <laughs> yeah. all can happen when you're just not able to think and focus i definitely uh oh boy have to admit that the the last little chunk like that end chunk of my book was held to write because <laughs> i was i kept thinking that i was right at the cusp of it and then i really i was like okay i'm gonna go to bed at like 1 30 in the morning which for me is early and not only early but like is kind of my ideal like that's the time i want to be going to bed and then i would find that at 1 30 i was still going strong and i wasn't as close to the end as i thought i was and so i would stay up until three and then couldn't write the next day because I was so just sort of like I had a writing hangover and I was tired the next day. And I was like, well, that's not great. <laughs> like, like <laughs> probably could have stopped and then been fresh to write the next day. And it actually maybe drug out the amount of time it took me to write the last like 5,000 words, like may have taken a week 
just because that's like the bad habit I got into. So yeah, sleep good. <laughs> yeah, sleep good. So I'm trying to kind of like build it into my day as more of a priority than I have maybe let it be in a while. So that should be good. I love hearing that. That makes me really happy. And and I really do like that mantra. The like, some writing is better than no writing at all. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's true. It's really true. Um, that is the downside to having a word count in mind is that it can kind of play on your mind and become an all or nothing thing when it's really just supposed to be another tool that you use. Yeah, um, and that's definitely something that has changed in my life from when I was like a high schooler writing to like now as a, you know, 33 year old writing, like the concept of kind of a word count has really evolved for me. And spoilers, that's the topic for today. It is our topic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I know that NaNoWriMo has been a big part of that because I did it for so many years. Well, have done it for so many years now. um, And it really kind of helps you understand by necessity like how much you are writing and how much you can do in a day and how long that will take and I'm very motivated by seeing that little graph go up you know as I get closer and closer to that end goal like that has really really helped me and I'm over the moon that now NaNoWriMo lets you do word counts throughout the year at any like level you want to set it so you can write you know the longest novel the shortest novel you want and can set your own end date and because for years I'd been trying to find something that would replicate that for me so I could use yeah. it around. Oh, that's and now awesome. now they do. <laughs> yeah, you like to have that visual, right? Mm-hmm. Like the visual representation of your progress is like really motivating for you. That's mm-hmm. that's cute, but makes so much sense to me. <laughs> like I can totally see that. Yeah, like I've definitely been motivated when doing like write-ins and stuff back in the day during a NaNoWriMo, just the fact of setting a, a aside a few hours and being able to kind of just like go into the writing zone and watch that number climb as I would enter it into the the website and then know oh I got today's writing done Ooh, if I keep going I can get like halfway into tomorrow's Ooh, if I keep going I can get through tomorrow's Ooh, I can start the next day like and that's oh yeah very optimistic but that feeling so good all the serotonin (laughs) that feeling of working ahead is a big one for me too and definitely a part of my like you know hard feelings growing up like hard things to to deal with is realizing that i take on too much and then i can't work ahead anymore because i'm always behind on everything it's not great but it is definitely how like just how my life is now so i think about that thing you're describing i'm like oh yeah no like that's really motivating the idea that and, and I think it is also kind of an interesting thing to think about in terms of setting a goal that you can accomplish. Like when you're talking about like, oh, any writing is better than no writing, just like to compare the ooh, the word count can be a tool and then also saying, okay, when it's not working for you, the other way to look at it is could you just set a drastically lower goal mm-hmm. that is one that's easier to accomplish? Sorry, um, recording blip but everything's fine and we can just keep going but i think i can get right back to where we were um which was the like of feeling like you're working ahead and feeling like you're ahead of your own goal like if that is a feeling that somebody finds really motivating like maybe that is a way to cheat around that a little bit to like give yourself a more reasonable goal (laughs) so that it's more possible to work ahead yeah like i feel like sometimes it can feel like you're you know 
setting your sights too low or letting yourself off the hook or not riding yourself hard enough or something. But Ugh. if it's a shorter or if it's a smaller goal that you can actually achieve every day, that in the long run is much better than a, a goal that's so large that you feel like you can't even, you know, try that day. Like yeah. It's much better to get 400 words instead of 1,000 words as opposed to like sitting there being like, there's no way I can get a thousand words today. I'm just not going to try today. I'm just going to go to bed. Like, yeah. at least doing something is, you know, it's better than nothing. And and so adjusting kind of what you're expecting for yourself. That's, I mean, that applies to so much in life. <laughs> it sure does. And no, and as you were talking about that, I was like, oh, yeah, no, like, that's actually really helpful to remember that 400 words of your book is 400 words that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually need to write a thousand words a day every day to finish yeah. a book. In fact, you will write that an awful lot <laughs> more than any one <laughs> novel needs if you do that. So there's a little bit of the like, even some of what we're calling a more modest word count. If you're not trying to write a book in a month, which you one generally doesn't do, um, like that's not actually like a requirement to be a writer. <laughs> if you're not trying to do something like that, those drastically smaller word goals, they're just as effective. There's no reason to think of those as being not enough. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous to act like it has to be two to 5,000 words a day to finish a book. Like, that's just not even true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that's another thing to think about. Like, just here, we're just having like a therapy session with the two of us right now. <laughs> but there is, is, it is what this is. But there is that little like, oh, yeah, if if you can't ever reach your personal goals, maybe your personal goals are totally unreasonable. Maybe they're not goals that have anything to do with you and your abilities, and maybe it's because you're holding yourself to a completely nonsensical standard that no one should be held to, and it's okay to find out what you can do every day and, like, work with that. Like, try to feel good, like, build up good feelings and good habits around what you know you can achieve. Um, And I I do think that, like, the word count stuff in, in Nano is a really good place to to look at that, right? Like, is that motivating for you? Is seeing that number go up really motivating? Is is the countdown motivating? Because that's another way to look at it, right? Mm. Like, do you ever think about it that way? As like, I have this much left, like, to hit 50,000, I have this much left, as opposed to I've gone this far? Oh, interesting. That I feel like that's kind of a very, like, glass half empty, glass half full kind <laughs> of thing. I've never really thought of it I mean, I've thought of it how, like, oh, I only have a week left or whatever, but I haven't really thought of it, oh, I've only got, like, 15,000 words left or something. Um, for me, it's definitely more, I mean, I guess I have, but I haven't thought of it in, in so many words, you know, because you're yeah. aware of it. But, yeah, it's, with NaNoWriMo, through the website, they will tell you, like, not even just your daily word goal, but, like, the total word count that they expect you to be at if you're doing, you know, the word goal every day. Yeah. Um, so it's, my brain has always been very focused on how many words I already have, and then, like, that very specific, I need to be to, like, 48, 500 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder whether that is something that they discovered was, like, generally better, or whether it's just the bias of the people running it, because I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. Like, for somebody else, there may, it may be more motivating to think of how, like, how little they have left to do. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. and I, I think that I might have felt a little bit like that at some point when I was like, okay, if I'm halfway through and the halfway part is, the halfway point is the really hard part, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk more about that halfway point, I would love to hear you say a few things about it. But I was just like, yeah, at that halfway point, knowing, 
oh, you only have to do that again. Maybe for some people that's great, and maybe for somebody else that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think getting like that, I don't know, the the like second quarter of a book is probably the hardest. I at least I find once I get after like pa- once I get past the halfway point, it's a lot easier to um see that, you know, finish line in the distance whereas yeah. we're kind of like it we we think of it in nano and it's so easy because it's about four weeks so it breaks down really easily yeah um, into so quarters two blues or something is kind of yeah into quarters is kind of how it 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 comes out that's hard because you're not in the immediate like new love thralls of the book yeah <laughs> but you're also like you've got so much ahead of you and middles are notoriously hard to write just in general like the whole middle section because you're you have um so much buildup you have to do while like also maintaining momentum but like getting towards the thing like it, they're just it's hard to balance that tension of like enough happening for the story to be interesting but not too much happening so that you're through all the plot and the story ends too early <laughs> it's yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah no it's interesting yeah as you're saying like okay so you think that the second quarter is much harder than the halfway mark and i can see that like like what we just said at the halfway point you know that you only have to do that again (laughs) right yeah you're like well i did it which means i know i can do it which means i can do it again um that that might help for some people but also as you're saying at that point you the end is in sight it's not that you're looking towards the middle you're looking towards the end which is great But it was interesting, as you were saying that, I was thinking about how um, my partner, beginnings are the hardest part for him. Like, I am not that way. I really like a beginning. And I I can start things over and over and over just to try to find the right place to start. And it doesn't hurt as bad for me sometimes. I mean, sometimes it does. If if I'm really in my own head about it, I'm like, oh, no, I'll never find the right beginning, which is just ridiculous. Just get (laughs) through it. but I know he has a really hard time with beginnings. And I think for him, the second quarter is not the hardest part. I, I think that once he has, like, I think for him, it's like, if he can get through the beginning, he can get through that next part. I think it's the midpoint is a little more where he stalls. And while he is not here to tell me why that is, I can sort of prognosticate and imagine that that has a little bit something to do with, like, trying to make sure he's still writing the same book because he has so much trouble with beginnings, right? That like at that point around the middle is around the time he's starting to rethink the beginning and and wanting to go back and like change things to make it better because he writes these really polished first drafts, like these incredibly polished first drafts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've read at least one of what I think is a first draft of his. Yeah, Yeah, that was a first draft. Very very pulled together and i i do kind of want to add i think that the the second quarter is the hardest is well maybe not unique to nanowrimo i think is more so in nanowrimo because you're in this challenge yeah you know you're you're putting yourself through this thing and so it's partially like the point you are in your story but it's also partially the you've had a week of you know limiting yeah. the things you could be doing and you, you're the, and adrenaline the shininess, and yeah, yeah the shininess is worn off you don't have the adrenaline going anymore you're maybe starting to be like oh why did i pick this story or why did i say to do <laughs> this thing should i change the story like i feel like when you're writing over a longer period of time it you maybe don't have that as much because i i don't feel like the story i'm writing now 
is in that kind of second quarter right now. Yeah. I don't feel that it is the same type of drain that I feel in week two of Nano. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I'm really fascinated by, like, I can't wait until you're done with Nano and can talk about what it felt like to be past that point in a story. Because you're going to be a, probably about halfway through by the time you start. So it's like, what does it feel like to have four weeks to write the second half of a book? Is going to be a really different experience. So I'm really fascinated with, like, watching that happen. Like, that is going to be a new experience for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, This is not the first time that I've used Nano to kind of continue a story. I ha- the other project that I'm still trying to finish this year has been, I think, like three Nanos now or something, <laughs> which is why I'm not allowed to do it for this year. It, it, is, it, was, it is why you're not allowed. Oh, it was originally just an experiment I was doing to practice writing something plottier than usual, like more action focused. I was going to do it for one nano just to have fun. And somehow it's like four years later and I don't know how we got taking over your life. But you know what? It's clearly really helped. Yeah, I think it has. I think it's gotten me a lot better at, well, it kind of helped me get over this hump. Well, knock on wood, I guess I haven't used it in another manuscript to know, but it helped me, I think, get over this hump of having the middle be really boring and just not going anywhere and and just kind of like you know treading water whereas it it in it i feel like i really was able to figure out like oh this is how you can focus maybe less on what you think of as the plot but more on like things that matter to the character development and yeah obstacles that are affecting the characters less than the overall um like larger plot i mean it can build on that yeah it's room it's to have a, things play out. Yeah, exactly. It's It gives you a chance to kind of just explore different kinds of tension and different kinds of development. And so I'm looking forward to, because the story I'm doing now will be the first one I've done after that big project. Well, it's still happening, but you know. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how much of that I'm able to kind of put into this story, because they're very drastically different. Like, this story is not very, you know, action, very plot-driven. Um, so structurally, they're kind of different, and the characters are very different. But I'm, I'm hoping that I learned enough with that other project that I can kind of uh, apply to, you know, other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, look... I'm kind of on the outside here, and I haven't read as much of your new draft as I would like to, hint, hint, send me your (laughs) new draft. Um, But I definitely feel like writing that other project has really made you grow as a plotter. Like, just, like, I don't think you're afraid of plot anymore. I don't think you're afraid of action anymore. And that's super exciting. Uh, I mean, like, what makes it easier to be a writer than to confront and overcome any hangups that you have with just the basic structural elements. Like, that's great. Yeah, like, it was a, a thing that I, I've i always kind of struggled with has been, I remember getting this feedback from you like 10 years ago or whatever, that I was Uh-oh. bad at giving, well, maybe not bad, bad's too hard of a word, you wouldn't have said that to me, no. but um, <laughs> I had a tendency to not give my characters enough stakes or put them through enough um, difficult times, I guess we could say. I yeah. made it too easy on them, and that's, because I care for my characters, but that doesn't make for good storytelling. And yeah. you you know that doesn't mean that the the stakes have to be life and death. You know they could be more mundane, I guess. Yeah, but they need but, to feel big to the character. Like yeah. you need to demonstrate to the reader that these are big, even even if it is not edgy, life or death all the time. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be that. 
Yeah, and it's partially because that is how you, as an author, show your character to your audience. Like, it's not just about, you know, tormenting the, the characters and, you know, making good drama for the readers. Like, that's also how the characters, you know, come out on the page is by overcoming things or not overcoming things or, you know having to face defeat and face hard times and then kind of come to the other side of that. Like that, those are tools we use as authors to get across the characters and the stories that we care about. Absolutely. So talking about tracking word counts again, Mm -hmm. what we're really talking about is how we track progress through a book, right? And word counts have been really valuable for you. Um, I really love you describing that visual graph part, and I wonder whether for somebody it might even be fun, especially people who do a lot of journaling and, like, have certain amounts of, like, writing about their own lives. Like, oh, can you build your own little graph? Like, can that be a tool that you use to, like, motivate yourself through that? I think that that might work really well for some people. Um, But there are other ways to track your progress through a story, um, through a project. And I think, you know, in general, when I'm talking about stuff, it's my perspective is always somebody who is like struggling to make sure that I'm writing for publication because that's my goal. Finishing a story is super, super important to me, but I proved to myself I could do that when I was kind of young. So for me, it's been more of like, okay, I know I can finish a story. Can I finish a story that anyone will ever read? Um, and that's not necessarily the only reason to write anything, and it's not necessarily the only, like the best motivating factor at all. It's not even necessarily my motivating factor. It's more of just like a concern that I have. And because my perspective comes from that like being concerned with what is publishable and not in terms of content at all. Like we're not talking about content here at all. In terms of content, I will never make anything imminently publishable. <laughs> I'm, I'm a mess. Um but it's that, like, there there are some rules about word count that are useful to, like, keep updating yourself on because they're not immutable. Like, they change all the time. But, like, depending on what kind of book you're trying to write, like, which age group and even genre, there are different, like, target word counts, target word goals that are just, like, this is about the length of a book that publishers think sells best for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so... You've mentioned before that the 50k word goal for Nano is not actually a basic novel length, right? Yeah, that's it's technically a novella in general terms, like which is just kind of a short novel. <laughs> yeah. For middle grade novels, it's pretty on target. Like you can go longer, but but you can do a 50,000 word um middle grade novel. Like that is Absolutely. Which is, you know, books that are for like mm, seven to 12 years old, maybe the edge a little older, maybe a little younger for some kids. But seven to 12 is what I've always been told is like your age range for middle grade. And 50k to 80k that like that's like right on for that age group. Um, And then for YA, it's more like 70k to 90k, maybe can edge a little bit higher than that, but not a whole lot um, before it just becomes untenable. It's expensive to print and hard to find space on a shelf. Like there are very physical, real concerns for for length of books, right? And like you don't do, we don't discuss page count 
um, in industry stuff because the page, the number of pages your book is has everything to do with your font size, yeah, <laughs> not your word count and your device too. Like, yeah, really what are you reading it on? Is it yeah. a, is it a on a Kindle or is it? on is it a pdf or is it in your hand in a book like that is a, this very specific size where pages are tiny and fonts can't be so small that you physically can't read them like mm -hmm. there's a lot of concerns there so because that is a whole other way of looking at stuff like i i will admit that at some point um i i began tracking my progress through percentages towards my maximum possible word count and I know that I did this um, not through Nano at all. Uh, like, I didn't have a, like, oh, it's 50k to get there, so now that I have 25k, I'm I'm half, I'm 50% through. Like, that's not how I came to this. It is because I come from comics. And in comics, because it's often color printing, um, page counts can be very concrete. Very, very specific. Like, you have a certain number of pages, that is what you have um, because that's what the printer will do. And because I did a lot of indie projects, it would specifically be like, oh, I literally can do 48 pages because that's what I can afford. So I need to fit my story into 48 pages so I could plan things out by the page. And word and and so that is so obviously like percentages like okay like I'm about halfway through at this point like how much story is the beginning how much story is things playing out how much room do I do I have to end things like that became a way that I viewed projects and it really um, really really helped when I was writing comic scripts. Because with a comic script, word count is nothing. It's, again, we're back to page count. Um, but you're writing all of, you know, like writing all the stuff to get there. And I could tell that if I was about halfway through and I wasn't halfway through the things that needed to happen in the story to get to the end, then I was off somewhere and I needed to change things. And that is a big thing for me. Like I'm a, a bit of a planner like maybe more of a planner than I should be because then I have to stumble across all the things I wanted to do that there isn't room for. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a big planner. And so I could tell, I was like, okay, if if the end of the story is everybody lives happily ever after and the beginning of the story is everybody is thrown to a different part of the world, then the story is everybody getting back together again. And if in the midpoint, I'm not like I personally as a writer am not at a place where I can see that happening in the page count I have left, that means that I started too early. I, you know, got too close in some of the like, maybe there are more scenes than there need to be. And then I have to approach that and try to like, disassemble things so that it will actually get done in the 200 pages that I have, for example, for a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. So because I was doing that for graphic novels, this time when I wrote my book, I had a similar thing in mind where it was like, okay, I have an idea of what the midpoint of the story is. And I have an idea about what, you know, like, where it's going to end and what has to happen to get there. So I had an idea of what percentage of the book would be written. So I remember like, telling people like, oh, yeah, I'm a quarter of the way through the book and everybody being like, what? Is that how you write books? And I'm like, well, it is because I know that I'm a quarter of the way through, like, we're at the point here where this is the word count. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I've hit this number of words. So that's a quarter of the word count I have to play with. So I'm 
describing all of this, and it sounds like a really great way to track things because it's really it's really concrete, right? It's like, okay, you know you have 90,000 words, so you split it up that way. And then I'm going to tell you that my book ended up 40,000 words longer than is remotely <laughs> publishable for a YA novel. 40,000 words. That is a lot I need to cut out. And a part of me is like, okay, if I can't chop it down just through normal editing, that means that there's something inherently messed up about like my scope, that my scope is just too big and broad. And from making comics, I have learned that that is often the case for me, that I'm <laughs> often way too broad. It's not so much that I'm really focused in on something and I need to bring in more content and come up with more ideas. It's that my idea is so big that like it needs a lot of room to sprawl out to get everything across that I want to do. Which means sometimes you have to like dial it back in. Can I focus in? Can I make it smaller? And um, the first time I wrote like a draft of what is the, the project I'm working on right now, like I did an, an earlier draft like two years ago that is close to what this plot was, but it was like three times as much plot. And at 70,000 words, like I did it during Nano, it was the only time I've ever, you know, quote unquote, one Nano. Mm. I finished November with. 70,000 words, and I was halfway through the book. <laughs> and that's when I knew that I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to finish that draft because I was like, oh, I really only have like 30 to 40,000 more words to play with before it needs to be done. And then I did it again. Like this version where I was really proud of myself because I was like, oh, yay, I, you know, dialed it in so much more and I really focused in on the plot. And it's 40,000 words longer than it needs to be. So hopefully, hopefully, my journey going forward for this podcast and for the rest of this year is going to be editing. So I'm going to be doing a reverse word count, Lucy, where I'm going, we're going to be counting down the words I'm cutting out. <laughs> we're <laughs> okay. going to be counting down for me to see how I can, how much I can like get it back to the 100,000 word range and out of the 138,000 word range. <laughs> yeah, I will say kind of on the, the editing side, like I would rather receive a manuscript that was too long than too short, because um, you can do a lot more to cut down on something. And I mean, that that forty thousand sounds like a lot, but I feel like that is much easier to deal with than you know twice that much or something would be. So, like, we are gonna make your book be the length you want it to be, but I also wouldn't think that like if we only get it down to like ninety, I don't know that that means it's still like unpublishable or something. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I can cut enough things and that I can consolidate stuff. Like, I believe that this is a fixable problem. And for the first time ever, like, this is kind of an important moment for me. Like, for the first time ever, I don't feel particularly, like, intimidated by that or worried that I did something terribly wrong. I'm like, oh, no, I just needed to write this really long version of the story, but everything in it is what I'm trying to do. And it has an ending, and I like the thrust of the characters, and like I feel like what I accomplished works, and the fact that I might need to tighten it up a little bit more and prune things out doesn't feel like a tragedy to me. It isn't making me super sad. Like I feel really, really like grounded in this. And that's really like it's a nice feeling. I don't think I've ever had that before. I think in the past it's like if I couldn't hit the thing I was trying to hit, it felt like I needed to just start over. And I don't feel that way this time. 
yeah, I do feel like with this draft, you kind of let yourself be more comfortable with like exploratory writing, like knowing that you're going to write a scene that you might not keep and you're not maybe 100% sure where it's even going, but like you're allowing that process to kind of just, um, you know, be, be something that you use to get to know the story and the tone better and not necessarily you know hold yourself to it all being perfect the first time through yeah the flush draft was all that and so the nice thing is i did a lot of exploratory writing before this one this one it's more that i let scenes like just get too deep and go on too long but every scene i kind of knew what i was doing like they were i was going i was trying to do something specific and the scenes all accomplished that but they maybe take a slightly meandering way to get there (laughs) which is where the explore the exploration comes in for this particular draft i think i hope if i'm wrong about that don't tell me (laughs) i'll find out when i'm editing Yeah, I'm excited both to um, see what you end up editing it to and also help in that process. However, Yay! (laughs) That's really, like, that's that's very nice to know because I definitely will need some help. Yes. Well, um, with that said, I think it's time to get back to writing, Robin. Oh, yeah. No, we got so much writing and rewriting and editing and um, working on Nano, which is very exciting. In fact, I'm going to go do some writing right now after we're done with this. Excellent. Okay, I'll make a deal. If you write for me, I'll write for you. Deal. Happy writing!